you got a whore to oh. <laughs> to like the supervisor. <laughs> Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs> Alright everybody, it's one fucking hour time and what the hell is going on to my left? I gotta have my hat. <laughs> I don't do the podcast without my hat. Is this your lucky hat? <laughs> is this your lucky, lucky hat? hat? Alright. I guess we'll have to go all the way out to the Rockaways and get your fucking hat and do the show. Uh, <laughs> Alright, of course, this is the uh, show where we have uh, one fucking hour to talk about one goddamn movie. And tonight is a big one, big, chunky, meaty, meat sauce uh, film that we're going to get into. Very excited about. We're going to be doing one fucking hour on Goodfellas. But let me introduce my boys here. To my left, in the lucky hat, we got Big T, Tom Fitzgerald. What's going on, man? Oh! <laughs> There's going to be... I just wanted to uh, yeah. do the inaugural one. <laughs> the inaugural one. No, it won't actually. We'll no, there's going to be a lot of that, I think, tonight. Uh, so, all right, let's do it. And then, of course, we got uh, to my right, as always, here, uh, Mr. Marcus Herring. Marcus, what's going on? I'm super pumped for this. It's been kind of like a Henry Hill day for me where I got to go here and do this and do this and do this and move over to this thing and this thing. And it's, you know, it's high stress and like stir the uh, sauce, one thing dude. to the next. So, it's a perfect movie to talk about. Are you stirring? Are you stirring the sauce? Yeah, it's very I'm important. It. <laughs> very important, Marcus. Um, so, uh, yeah, very excited about this. Uh, let's just real quick before we, you know, get into the hour in the show, you know, everyone mm-hmm. might be like, oh my God, do we need an hour on Goodfellas? Really? I well, know. yes, yes, you do because you need tonight, this hour. <laughs> exactly. Because we're going to get deep into our most specific esoteric details that we appreciate about this movie. We're going to try to make this deep cut Goodfellas as much as we possibly can. Isn't that right, Tom? Frightening details. <laughs> really, like alarming <laughs> <Okay>. observations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going to basically start with this hour. It's not going to be your traditional, you know, a little bit of backstory, little history. How did Marty hey. come up with the idea? Oh, you know, it's not going to hey, be any of that. Nicholas Pelleggi over here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, none of that. No. Who cares? No, who Everybody gives, already knows it. Everybody knows it. Who gives a shit? We're just going to talk about the movie and live in... Live in the uh, bask in the sauce of this movie, uh, which we're going to do. But before we do that, um, I want to give a quick shout out, of course, to the One Fucking Hour Patreon. Patreon.com slash One Fucking Hour is where you can sign up for just five bucks a month and get instant access to all of our bonus episodes, all of our audio commentary tracks. Uh, Had some new signups here last week, which was awesome. People getting into that bonus shit. Uh, we just put up our most recent bonus episode last week, pairing with Tom's birthday episode, which was sort of a, a, a deep dive into the movies that made us. Very fascinating. Wide range of Robert Bresson, uh, you know, going all the way to Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> you know, there was some, you know, we, we, we spread the gamut on, you know, the movies that really shaped, uh, you know, who we are and the cinephiles we are today. So it was a very fun episode. The only way you're going to hear that is up on the Patreon, uh, or if you want to keep all your shit together on YouTube, you can scroll underneath this video and click the join button and become a moment of the channel and get access to the same perk, same price, same bullshit. Uh, we appreciate it so much. And guys, tonight 
is episode 97 of one fucking hour. So we are dangerously close to 100. And hopefully, I think I'm going to say it here, that when we do decide and commit to what episode 100 will be, uh, I think we're, we're going to unveil something pretty special on that episode that will going to be uh, a, maybe a new frontier for the show. So stay tuned for that because uh, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. But guys, are you ready to rip into Goodfellas here? <clears throat> we're going to rip into it. <laughs> or rip into it. Tear it down. We hate it. Yeah. That's our hot take. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Start the clock. Here's the clock. Boom. All right. And of course, uh, you know, there's no need to get into a synopsis or what this movie is, who gives a shit. Tom, you had sort of a uh, way you specifically wanted to start out this show. So uh, tell us, tell us where, where should we start with this exploration of Goodfellas? Yeah, it was just a thought where uh, we do the round robin thing and each of us would just pick like not even like a scene or something, but like just any detail, any spe- any specific thing of yeah. Goodfellas where it just really resonated with you and it's like kind of a fave, you know? Yeah. And I have mine. I guess I can just go, go. first here. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's when they're at the nightclub and Jerry Vale is singing, mm. um, pretend you don't uh, see her. And uh, it's great because Scorsese does this, what happens in the scene is just a long, slow pan of the boys and their gumars, the mm. girlfriends. And it just, each of them has the same facial expression. They're staring up at Jerry Vale singing. It's a very pretty song, an old kind of mid-century mm-hmm. crooner way. And yeah, the lighting is very romantic. And it mm. just shows each of their faces. And we've otherwise seen these people, you know, acting like homicidal maniacs and <laughs> with maniacal laughter and like blood yeah. in their faces and screaming and insanity. <laughs> and But here you're seeing their faces are still, especially Pesci's face and uh, Tommy. And um, it's great because, you know, there's a point to this with Scorsese. He's doing like that kind of move where it's like, you know, like this is even this this beautiful moment. This music is stirring and touching the soul of even the most savage, insane, Mm. evil creeps ever. And they're just in awe of the beauty of it. And, um, you know, he just makes that point happen. He does it beautifully. It's very graceful and it takes its time and it just plays right out. It's like maybe like half of the song's length. Mm And getting into it's beautiful and graceful, and then getting out of it's beautiful and graceful. So that's that always stuck with me. That scene. I think I remember that moment. Like I think it starts with the camera behind the singer, right, and it's kind of panning left to right, and the, and then the uh, the light like shimmers against the lens for a second, and there's a flash, and the audience is like, there's a, a quick moment where they're all kind of lit blue, and there's just a beautiful kind of like lighting mm-hmm. thing that's happening in that scene too. Yeah, the, great on the, choice. On the entryway. Great choice. Yeah, totally. Great quiet little moment uh, nestled between the, <laughs> the insanity of sociopaths. So unlo- like, and then cut to like, uh, come on, dance for a spider. Ow! Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's what I mean. The the yeah. the, the, the juxtaposition. Right, right. You know, um, <clears throat> right. Is, uh, it's a grace note. And yeah. he totally gets away with it, in my opinion. Totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's an oasis in an otherwise film full of uh, psychotic infantile madness right uh marcus do you have a uh, a, a moment uh, akin to that i don't know if it's a favorite but there's a moment that jumped out to me that i've always loved mm. and uh and it and it, it hopped out at me this on this most recent watch rewatch too where um there, it's at also at the bar or club like it's it's always one of those places right in this movie or like mm-hmm. there's a 50 50 chance it's going to be but um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the the character frenchy 
comes in to tell him like it's the key heist or like i gotta get the key first or whatever and uh, he's talking to to henry and they're leaning over talking and then it cuts to jimmy de niro i'll take care of it And it and the music swells. There's this violin swell from this awesome song. I forget the name of it right now. What is it, Tom? Uh, do you remember the name? It's in it? Italian. I can't remember. It's this female singer. It's it's a gorgeous song. This and is it's, amazing. It's, it's otherwise a nice slow ballad, but it has this stirring strings in the kind yeah. of the, the middle of the song. A really mm-hmm. stirring string section, and then combined with a zoom, like a push in yeah. on. Uh, you know, it's like a dolly in one of the famous dolly ends, but this time it's like sped up. Yeah. So it's it's really. I mean, all the Dolly, the Scorsese Dolly ends are working full force in this movie. Yeah. Every yeah. single one of them works seamlessly. Yeah. But this moment, it's sped up. Yeah. And it just uh, it just hit me watching it this time. It was such a great little moment. It didn't have to be there, but it was. And it, what it underlined for me, it's like, this movie is like a great song in a way, like a great song by like Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or something. Mm-hmm. It's a good song structure, but then they put all these little melodies over the top. You know, like Jimmy Page is playing like a little lick. In the middle of the song, or like the Beatles put a little sample, you know, piccolo going like doo, 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 in the background. And there's just that one little moment, and it mm-hmm. catches you, and you remember every single one of those little yeah. melodies and instrumental Accents. moments in a Beatles song. And this movie is like that too. He's just packed in all these great little yeah. memorable mo- melodies, yeah. ba- like visual melodies, basically. Yeah. And and yeah. that's one of them. Good. That's a good way of thinking about it because that perfectly captures what mine is, or just something that comes to mind. And I remember on this most recent rewatch, just like seeing this 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 shot or these these two shots specifically, and being like, "Oh, this is just these are shots suitable for framing," as we say on this show. <clears throat> and my moment is in the very grisly and violent sequence when Henry Hill is confronting the neighbor and basically pistol whipping him in the fucking face. Dude. Which is <laughs> terrifying. But one Yo, you thing... want something, fucko? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what do you want, fucko? You want something? Huh? Oh, hey. hey! Don't shoot! I love that guy. Ah, don't shoot! Um, but anyway, the uh, that's not specifically my moment. I mean, it is, but what I'm the detail within is just the when Henry Hill gets out of his car, and it's this beautiful framed shot of the cherry trees, specifically the cherry trees, is what I'm talking about, and how that's just mm. this perfect accent of pink that you have in the frame. That's very kind of like this movie has strange pops of color at weird times, and this is definitely one of them where you're noticing yeah. the pink cherry trees. And then the reverse shot when he's walking over to the, up the guy's driveway, you see these very red, intense bushes, and it looks like that scene. It's almost like it almost looks like it's shot through infrared or something when he's mm. about to come in and club this guy in the face, and just for whatever reason, <laughs> the odd coloring of vegetation <laughs> in this has has God, stuck with re-watch. me. And and then as a little side uh, little side dish, if you will, to that. I also want to shout out the white Christmas tree uh, mm. as well, which is amazing. And that shot in their in their home when it pushes in on the white Christmas tree after you know this, it's right after that scene where where uh, De Niro's busting everybody's balls for spending money after after the Lufthansa heist, right? And then it just it has might this be Christmas the first shot of the Layla thing, right? <clears throat> no, the that's the, no, no, right that's the pink. Us, they kill sticks. So no, that's the yeah, that. that's the pink, uh, the pink car, which is another moment of color. That just that little moment yeah, when right. 
when you have Johnny Roast Beef and his wife <laughs> in the car and that beautiful camera pushing as Layla fades in and you know it's just these yeah. these, these, these well, little the kids, moments the kids, well the first the first time you you come across the scene is you're actually seeing the reaction shot of the kids yes right stumble on this thing no right, but it's yeah. funny I, I was i had a note about this is going to be a jam on details but mm -hmm. uh, i'm glad you mentioned the ornament. well actually it's the um he's focusing in slowly a pan in on an ornament of the white christmas tree right mm -hmm. with that great song whatever that is like the bells of saint mary or whatever yes, like yes. bing crosby or some shit yeah. and it's so haunting because it's such like old mid-century yep dusty sad old kind of christmas but what really kills me and again we're getting into the details here back to the music marcus mm -hmm. is the slow zoom in and the ornament the blue ornament more color mm -hmm. but then stacks is murdered and he actually makes this great choice it just feels right he reprises that bells of saint mary as he's zooming away from the corpse of uh, sticks oh, right. yeah and it's and like you know what? wow interesting choice no you know what there is mo because look when shout out to our episode about uh, on one fucking hour on after hours which we have in the archives we were sort of like saying that after hours was sort of the experimental you know scorsese getting down to the nitty-gritty and re sort of capturing um you know himself as a filmmaker and you see him playing around with tracking shots and whiz pans and all this crazy you know mm -hmm. stuff and that's definitely utilized to the maximum here in goodfellas to make a really pop sort of film and moment um, but you see these little moments throughout the film, which I really popped for me uh, on this last rewatch, which is you have after uh, Samuel Jackson's character, as you mentioned, Stax is murdered. There's that it, reprise where yeah. we see it again in slow motion, even from a different angle of Joe Pesci in slow motion firing the gun with a music mm -hmm. playing. It also happens yeah. when they're out in the very, when they're dumping um, Billy Batts' body, there's a reprise with a stylistic editing and slow motion. Mm -hmm. I love those little flourishes that are that born That is wild, edit. yeah, when they, he he shoots him, he shoots, and then they're like, he's like, get that coffee to go, or whatever, That's right? The best. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck you doing? It's a joke, a joke, put the fucking pot down. You gotta take the coffee. And the guy's like, okay. And he goes to the kitchen. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? It was a joke or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, amazing. You know? And they leave. And then he shoots him again. All of a sudden, it cuts back to him shooting him yep. again. Yeah. It's and the reprise of the music that you last heard with the zoom in on the ornament. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. he just did so much right there to like screw your brain up about like associations, you know? Yeah. Of, yeah. Of all kinds. I just want to give a shout out to him because, okay, what you were saying before is like, okay, so much experimentation in After Effects. After, after effects, Hours. After <laughs> Hours, so much. And sorry, I said sticks, stacks. I got that wrong. Yep. But, um, gotcha. But he had uh, experimental touches, you know, of course, in like um, the famous shot in Taxi Driver where sure. he does the zoom in on the Alka Seltzer. Mm -hmm. you True. know if you remember and that, yep. that was controversial because the the was a columbia pictures the producers were like what cut that scene what oh, i'm looking at fucking alka-seltzer it's like a tv commercial over here mm -hmm. and that was um you know an, a, a very overt there's a couple of them but an overt godard reference actually you know godard was big for um uh you know scorsese sure. and these little right. kinds of moves are it's not you know making a you know his own version of Godard he's just showing the inspiration yeah. that he had of the French New Wave of taking these kinds of risks even in, in, a, in what seems like you know a pretty conventional narrative story like mm -hmm. a mobster movie you know and he's making I mean that the zoom in on the on the ornament is just uh yeah it has nothing to do with anything it's just it's just a, a creating a tone and a feel and it's and, and what I'm saying bottom line is it's one of those moments like Godard 
where he um the the director is making an overt move that makes you remember like i'm watching a film mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're mm-hmm. not lost in the story it's like yeah. this is a filmmaker's move and it's yeah. obvious yeah and yeah. you are experiencing it. it makes yeah. you conscious it adds, of the movie making yeah, yeah it somehow it adds some like you know in, in intellect to just a moment you know or like you're kind of there with your thoughts and you're able to kind of like have a breath to you know have your brain sort of work on and think about the movie for a second and mm-hmm. it feels deep in that moment those little moves and stuff mm-hmm. and there's like this you know there's a spectrum of scorsese dollies in my head where you do see it in the early days taxi driver and i believe you do see it in mean streets as well like you know but mm-hmm. like he's sort of like messing around with them mm-hmm. but then um and then you go to goodfellas or whatever where it's like perfect and then you go to like wolf of wall street or something where mm-hmm. they get to be more you, they're more pronounced they're more they're more frequent you know they feel more they are they, they they stick out more to me and goodfellas seems like the perfect level of like mm-hmm. and they're just seamless to me. i don't know if it's just like because i grew up in this movie it's or what but the the execution of them always just seems yeah. so perfect and seamless in this, you know? yeah because um like, well casino gets a little big with a lot of the good Goodfellas moves, yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. and maybe it's too much a little yeah. bit. Um, maybe yeah. just kind of continuing the round robin, you know, if that's the way we're going to go, maybe throughout this whole show, who knows? Maybe, yeah. Um, let me just throw one out to see what th- this also could have been another <laughs> one that I would have picked that I kind of okay. uh, I forgot. I love the part of the movie as soon as I think it's like I want to say about halfway when um henry hill is really getting into cocaine is from that point forward is like my favorite stuff is from that point onward kind mm-hmm. of in the movie sure, sure. and ah uh, man i love that little section when it's the gimme shelter uh drops and now we're in sandy's apartment where she's mixing the cocaine um and oh, i just i love that world and that time period and this mm-hmm. this movie really starts to capture yeah. All those you know, like uh, like pretty shots of cocaine being cut, amazing like close-ups, you know, <laughs> amazing. And, uh, was it Debbie Mazar? Right? Debbie Mazar, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. She looks yep. great in it. Like she fits the part uh, of like sleazy nineteen seventy four kind of feel. Yeah, it's great. It's so great. Yeah, I, just shout out to that moment. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, That's I love a great that. One. Mm-hmm. It, you, you reminded me of something. Or not to jump. Well, I guess we'll be jumping around all this. We're jumping, place, but. We're when you talked Robin. about the guy, the you know, Bruce, the guy that lives across the street from her, who she's yeah. known, you know, and who uh, who he beats with, who pistol whips. Yeah, I noticed this time how he gets he applies the blood on his face. <laughs> like I, I saw how they did. I saw the filmmaking this time. You know, it's the first time I've watched it, like in you know 4K or whatever. <laughs> but he like he hits him, he pistol whips him. He's got nothing on his face. He pistol whips. It was a continuous shot. And then the guy puts it, he goes like, ah, you know, when he gets hit. And then when he's, when he's away, he's got the blood streaking down his face, you know, around his nose or whatever. And then you can see the blood on his hand or whatever. But it was cool that that, I I wasn't like, that's a flaw or whatever, but I was, um, I was just digging like, oh, that's how they did it. Like after, you know, whatever, uh, how long has it been? 30 years, I finally see a little bit of how they made this movie, you know? It's it's amazing. It's a continuous shot. That's true. Mm-hmm. That moment is so fucking violent. I mean, with just the sound effect. In of, a way, it's the most violent scene. It is. Of the gun hitting the guy's face and just how what it does to you viscerally to hear that. Oh, I know. And then and then the close-up on the uh, uh, on the gun when she gives it, uh, you know, when he gives it to uh, mm-hmm. Karen to hide. Yeah, hide it's like yeah. got the sticky blood on it. Like it's, I was just 
going to say that the follow-up i'm glad we're kind of living in this scene for a moment because yeah. the follow-up of that uh close-up where it's almost like there's a little bit of hair yes you know <laughs> almost yeah, it's disgusting you know <laughs> yeah. a little bit of skin or something no but what's really sick is like a very un-pc if you want to put it that way um uh th line she says you know it's like uh you know like he's like throw away the mm -hmm. gun and she's like to tell you the truth i gotta admit the truth it turned me on it kind of turned me on. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. you know that's just yeah. like some heavy, yeah. old school, mid century tri-area, fucking yeah. heavy duty shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was tweaking on our fingernails a little bit in this time watch because it felt so natural. They look good. They feel so natural. And this is reminding me of a time when I was doing a video and like I was like make the fingernails dirty, and then the person came back with like French nails, and I was so pissed because I was like these look awful. But her fingernails look—they're nice. They look very clean, and that you see them a few times. Whatever hand model they use for her, or hand—you know—insert person, it looks good. It was well done. It's not too <laughs> overdone, not too overkilled. You know, where they're like—it's just kind of the perfect amount. Well, now of, I'm going to have to rewatch the movie again. <laughs> you missed her fingernails, <laughs> right? Oh, God, have you ever have you even seen Goodfellas? Um, <laughs> Guess not. Like, there's two shots for fingernails. You mean that fingernail movie? Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. So, oh, what's wrong with me? So. How about we? How about we talk Maury? Do we want to talk Maury's wigs? I mean, sure. We always love talking about Maury's wigs. Uh, amazing character. Um, absolutely love how he's. You know, until he does get whacked, he's always he steals the movie. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. No, he really does. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, he he's he being does. An unconscionable ball buster. Yeah. You know? Right. Jimmy's being an unconscionable ball break. Okay, give him eight to five on Cleveland. Look. Come on. Right. What kind of line is that? Yeah, and it's it's amazing how he. <laughs> How he walks <laughs> the line of just like you know this guy's gonna get killed because he's it's just keeps, only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. He fucking wouldn't shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing because he's always asking about the money, and it's amazing. And I also love to the um, that moment, of course, right before when 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 uh, when um, De Niro's character knows he's gonna kill him, and it's that you know fucking sunshine of your love. Dude. Clapton hits really hard. <laughs> Clapton yeah. in general is hitting fucking hard in this movie. Well, let's be yeah. a little more kind. It's like that's a that's a killer cream song. It is. It is. You know? it is. So yeah. it's not just it's not Clapton solo 1976. It's like that's a that's you know when cream's good, I think they really come through. Sure, know, sure, and, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Like they're also really yeah. great in Casino. You know, so respect. Yeah. Like Badge in Casino, it's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, of I course. think the piano part is actually not Clapton too. You know, the piano part for Layla is never written by like. It's Derek and the Dominoes, but like it was, I can't remember if it was Bobby Bland or the drummer or somebody it was like that okay. wrote the piano part separately. Mm, shit. And then you got Dwayne Allman playing the uh, slide guitar over the top. So like, right. it's kind of like, um, it's so great. It's such a, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it's iconic. Everyone talks about the Layla montage, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's, it's killer. Um, but with, with Maury, um, I wouldn't mind with entering the Maury zone, I'm going to call it, uh, is uh, just a little shout out to something that we talked about in a previous episode. We're kind of doing the, the opposite of it. We had done The Doors in the past, and we were talking about how the 1991 film The Doors has no excuse for having like like really scathing, <laughs> ugly, um, uh, anachronistic, uh, like carelessness, yeah. you know, with the yeah. details. Yeah. Like, like, you know, just everyone kind of... Like a crowd scene, like some girls got like you know like a metal hairband hair in the front row, and it's like grunge. Oh, 
Yeah. And I'm sure they're just like, oh, close enough. But this movie, I'm going somewhere with this. It's like this movie doesn't go like, oh, close enough on the details. It's it's excruciating. It's a year before The Doors. So there's, again, there's no excuse. But like one thing I wanted to point out, this is specific. This is when I fell in love with the details of the accuracy of the times when I first saw this movie is the ad for Maury's wigs. Yeah. And this is insane. So we're doing the details here. It's how the the title cards are laid out, you know, how, <laughs> how, how, they, how they drop, and, mm-hmm. and how they're a little opaque, mm-hmm. and the font choice. <laughs> like, Marcus can appreciate this stuff. Mm-hmm. But just like, you know, I've seen old commercials. Like, in 1968, local television New York commercials, they would look exactly like that. The fidelity yeah. of the image and the audio, and it's insane how they nailed that. Like, that didn't happen much, the accuracy, before or even after to get like 1968 New York area local <laughs> Channel 5 ads. It's like, what the fuck? It and is they just spot on. nail it. Right? Well, yeah, it is spot on. In a way, you know, they were still probably using some half that equipment. It probably wasn't, you know, today you have to fake it with like a After Effects or something. Right. But in a way, they could, they could go to the like a TV, sure. you know, whatever the local <laughs> cable station, you know. That's uh, true. Have it made. But they cared to, there's care. There's, yeah. there's care. For, in the oh, there's care in everything yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot. I mean, just uh, this does seem like a detail kind of entry way, right? I, I I totally agree with you that like the, uh, the I'm not time done with Mori though. I'm not done oh, with Mori. Oh, Mori. Okay, sorry, that we're doing with, like time. I'm, I'm getting lost with, already. Okay, go no, ahead. No, I mean we'll get back to the detail. I mean this is kind of going to be all details. Let me just way. let's do um, Mori. Fuck. Let me just say one thing on Mori. First thing about. Uh, details in the Mori zone. Yeah, just like his death scene uh, is is also very brutal. I mean, you you, you know, you, it goes back and forth. Like, is he going to get whacked? And then, oh shit, mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely going to get whacked. And then it's like, <laughs> what that line that is it De Niro that's like chop him up, you know? Okay, or chop him up, you know? Chop him up. And it's like chop. Jesus well, Christ, well, so sick of it. It's and they're so- like routine and then and then pesci's like he calls him a dizzy motherfucker yeah. is what he refers to him well, as and but but the thing is is we were talking about like maury's last words because you know oh, yeah i'm team maury maury really does steal the movie for me it's like uh and what i mean by that is like when he's on the screen it's just like the movie and you're loving the movie and it's just like even more more fun you know and you yeah. do sort of lose something when he's gone totally but one of the last things he's saying because he's just a blabbermouth is you know it's like four in the morning like Let's get some coffee at a diner. And it's like, yeah, yeah, let's go to that one diner in Rockaway. And it's like, I'll get some Danish for Bell. <laughs> they got yeah, Danish there? Yeah, they got everything. Well, good. Yeah, yeah let's pick up some Danish for Bell. Take a couple of oh, Do you hear about the points we were shaving up in Boston? No, I didn't. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah, Nunzio up in the... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to kill him right now. Yeah. You know, it's like four in the morning, like, shut well, the fuck up. about well, your, your wife's Danish for yeah. Bell. You know? <laughs> And it's like, right so, before that. It's right before that. The, isn't that isn't it like right before that where where uh, where Henry Hill tells Jimmy Conway like there's all this she just says all this crazy shit. No one listens to him. You know, it's all a bunch mm-hmm. of bullshit that he says. Um, but yeah, what yeah. I what I love just to put a bow for me on Mari is uh, great touch. You know, in the script uh, when when we do lose Mari, I think it adds weight to the character and it makes us you know care even more about him. In that, how they cut to that scene with his wife panicking. Dude, she comes into the house yeah. and it's like, I know something's wrong. In twenty five, no, she years, looks he's... right at Henry like, you know, 
Yeah. Like, and, and she sees like right through his eyes because he can't, you know, he's more of a human than the other lizard people in the yeah. mall. And he's just like, his eyes get vulnerable and she's yeah. like, she sees right through it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's chilling. Yeah, it is. And, and she's like, I know something's wrong in 25 years. Very, very um, just dark and tragic. It, 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 dark. it, it gives yeah. tragedy and humanity to a character that is so far mostly been a punchline, but that we love. But oh, I know. it's mm-hmm. it's great, great, great. Well, I love the way that film's ex- that that part's executed too, because like a lot of this movie is very controlled. It's on st- just talk about you know I always like the cinematography or whatever, but it's on sticks and it's dollying and the or panning or something. At that moment, it's handheld and it's wide angle and you're close up on the faces, you know, and it's moving around. It's very frenetic, and it, of course it matches that energy of like this fran- this wife frantically yeah. looking for yeah. her, yes, her husband. But I just felt so like I, I did the smile watching because it's so liberating to be like, oh, you could you could just do the best shot that works for that moment and be creative, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, this is a whole handheld movie or this is a whole like one shot movie or whatever, you know, people mm-hmm. get so or wrote about their execution, but this is like, you know, I don't know. He's French just so New Wave school, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. like, there's no rules, not necessarily, yeah. you know? Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever but, calls for. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but can I just say the follow-up? Like you're talking about, like the the soul-searing look she gives Henry, the wife, and it's and it and it really gets you. It's very one of the few scenes where there's like some real, you know, like heavy emotions about all these murders. No, but can I give you like the follow-up? Jimmy's follow-up later after Henry's like saying like, well, you should tell Bell something. He's like, what the fuck you care about her? So what the fuck you want me to tell Bell? Who gives a fuck? Somebody ran off with some fraud. What do you care about her? <laughs> that's literally what he says like they're walking out of the diner before they talk to the fbi guy yeah. i'm just like you fucking care about her he's so dismissive yeah he's dismissive of henry's emotions about her emotions just like the fuck you care it's like what are you even talking why are you even saying this yeah you know? mm-hmm. and it's her it's great. her her life ending because her loved one is gone yeah and, and it was him who did it <laughs> yeah. them who did it and he's like we fucking care and it's it is disgusting. great too that they gave you know henry hill like he's kind of a sort of moral center to the movie. He's kind of you an know, us. Yeah. He's an us for those moments, you know. But then it, it plays kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, for Jimmy Conway's character when Joe Pesci is murdered, you know, or when no. he's clipped in the fucking, you know, that scene's obviously amazing. Telephone booth. But telephone booth, yeah, his whole reaction. It's always unnerving and uncomfortable when De Niro has to cry <laughs> in a movie. But yeah. he pulls it off, man. You know, <laughs> it works yeah. for me. Yeah. It works for me too. Uh, it's it's crazy. Great scene, and he lets it ride, and it's it lasts a few beats longer, and it just like you just sit there in that parking lot, mm-hmm. like letting him just kind of like breathe. It's very intense, and uh, I mean, well, there's there's a few things going on because he does he like he loved Tommy, you know, because they're all like brothers in arms of insanity. But he also was like, "This is my way to get in and be, um, you know, ancillary mm-hmm. or, or uh, adjacent to uh, a made man." Can I bring up another thing about like, uh, sort of the soul of all these people, you know, uh, creeping through? Like, there's something that we've talked about before in um, what is it, the uh, Straight Time episode? Ooh, about out. how I think all of us, you know, in, in general, don't really understand like crime, criminals, mm-hmm. criminal acts, people who live a life of crime. It's like, yes, it's economic or maybe mental illness, you know, but it also, it can be fun and life can often be not fun. Like you're a fucking bus driver or something, you know, like, like life can just be kind of like a drag, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is to the point is there's this great moment when they uh, hijack yet another truck 
and um, and and like Joe Pesci's just like starts shooting his gun in the air, and literally they're going Yahoo, (laughs) you know, and it's like a Wild West movie. It's like they just robbed the stagecoach, and they're having the time of their lives, and like Mm -hmm. you know, and he's uh, what's um, you know. Who's the lead guy? I forgot the name. What am I saying? Um, Henry Hill. Ray Liotta. Henry. Henry's like 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 laughing hysterically behind the wheel. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's yeah, like, sure. It's that feeling of like, there's a lot of complexity here. Like, yes, right. they're kind of stuck, and what else are they going to do to make money? Because they're mm-hmm. working class, but also they're just having a good time a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. insane and awful, and it's not a good time for any. It's not an idea of a good time for any of us, but they feel very alive, and mm-hmm. you can see. The faces of two people who are very alive. It's mm-hmm. a disturbing thought, but I'm just <laughs> opening up to you guys. Well, what's the what's the you know? There's there's some criticism of you know sc- these Scorsese gangster movies out there where it's like showing too much that it's you know seductive or it's too mm-hmm. you know whatever. But I think that's true. That's authentic to the participants. You know, in this world that's of what crime. I'm saying. Yeah, is that they yeah. <clears throat> that there has to be something for them that 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 makes it alluring and and that makes it you know something that they want to be a part of and to sort of drop out of society and become exactly and their an own adventure. outlaws. Yeah, you know, right. outlaws. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, my like, you no. Know, what you're saying makes total sense, and that's what sort of always resonated with me about this film compared to Godfather. You know, which I always felt was like much more romanticized mafia to the to the max kind of you know the lighting everything and then this movie sort of like does it kind of breaks down that romanticism in a way the first half is very like you know warm and sweet and like Polly's kind of like almost like a santa claus or like a granddad or sweet grandpa or something you know but it does when it gets in the 70s and the coke it's very like turn off kind of thing but this movie when when Sopranos came out, I was sort of like, wow, so that really de-romanticizes the mafia. It makes Goodfellas look like it is only romanticizing the mafia because right. Sopranos is so like, they're so low rent. Yeah. In, you know, their well, lifestyle. So and the, the common reality. Yeah. Well, they've like, also been having an outlaw adventure. It's more like, yeah, closer to like our lives. Well, you have to right. like, uh, tedium and stress. And you know what I mean? It's like, well, we're yeah. not our lives, but like the life of the average person is more closely related because especially because the thrills are long gone and they've calloused on fine of any of the thrills that they might've had when they were like 20 with this lifestyle. <laughs> and I was just kind of stuck in a rut and it's like, all right, let's get the coke. Let's get the guy. We got to well, kill that guy. And like, you know, like, well, you got to work. Yeah, you got to also keep in mind the historical context too, because by the early '80s, all of the families were, you know, destroyed. Basically, you know, they were all, you know, put behind bars. You know, the the whole New York tri-state area organized crime mm-hmm. thing was completely, you know, disintegrated. And so they kind of go from the Copacabana sort of lifestyle of living like kings and doing whatever the fuck they want, making printing money, and essentially mm-hmm. having to kind of go back to doing low-level crime and then of course the sopranos you know takes that even a step further when it's like yeah what do we got today yeah, i'm gonna be uh hijacking a truck full of pokemon cards you know or whatever the fuck right i know or like <laughs> you know hey look at all this uh verizon cable yeah let's, right let's feel, you know yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly so right. um well i'm just gonna grab something here from my bag of my my, my goodfellas bag here um this is a this is a scene that's often talked talked about a lot but there's one aspect of it I want to just zero in on, which is I think, yes, Marty, the attention to detail, 
the camera work, the camera tricks, the montage, the editing is all what makes Goodfellas great. But one just element too that if it if it didn't have this, you wouldn't have the same movie, which is the improvisational skills of these actors. You would mm-hmm. not have the same movie because I've read and not into get into too much history with the movie. I just read this today that the studio was really pushing and considering for Henry Hill, Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, <laughs> they were pushing for Karen. They were pushing Madonna. And oh, for wow. Jimmy Conway, they were pushing John Malkovich. So it could have been John <laughs> Malkovich, Madonna, and Tom Cruise. Okay. So think about that for a second. But but no, of course, you have Yikes. De Niro, you have Pesci, yeah. and they're, and a lot of the stuff they're saying in this movie is not in the script. A lot of the mm. stuff they're saying is full improv, mm. and it's fucking mm amazing to watch so the moment for me when you ask me what my favorite moment is it might be this which is in the uh scene with michael imperioli right spider right so when spider is you know uh he shoots him in the foot but then he comes back again to give him the drink and then of course he shoots him kills spider in this moment of yourself yeah yeah go for amazing (laughs) oh why don't you go fuck yourself tommy That was the only line that was in the script. The rest oh, is improv. I see what you mean. So, so fucking uh, the line that kills me is De Niro saying to Joe Pesci, I'm kidding with you. What the fuck are you doing? Are you a fucking fuck? sick maniac? I don't know if you're kidding. What do you mean you're kidding? You're breaking my fucking ball? You some kind of sick maniac now? Yeah. You, know, yeah. <laughs> you come some kind of sick maniac? And then it's insane what uh fucking and then pesci says his he says his family is all rats fucking rat anyways all family's all rats would have grew up to be a rat that's what they say about him (laughs) no he's like whole family of rats yeah whole family of rats you're going up to be a rat and then and then grow up to be a rat and then fucking fucking de niro says you're digging the fucking hole. I'm out of fucking yeah. lime. Now you're gonna dig the fucking thing up. You're gonna dig the hole. You're gonna do it. I got no fucking lime. You're no gonna fuck do kids. I'll dig the fucking hole. I don't give a fuck. I'm out of lime, and it's like, what? well, no, there's there's all kinds of improv. Like that guy, I can't remember his name, but uh, that that extra guy uh, is like um, Frankie Carbone. Nice card game. Yeah. Okay. Carbone. Yeah. Carbone. Yeah. yeah. Carbone. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice like, card game. Yeah, good card game. Nice card but, game. Okay, but great. I'm. No, but actually, I'm, there's so there's two. It, it's like kind of lovably sloppy for me because. There's the spider one scene, yeah. a break with yep. some Karen bullshit, yeah. and then um, a spider two. And yeah. I find it kind of like, this is a compliment, like gloriously sloppy. Like it feels like it's kind of yeah. breaking rules. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, sure. it's like, it's like, like we were here. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, right. We were, it's not elegant. It's like we were here. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit in between. And then over here and it's the same, but different because actually right. there's probably two sets of improvs to, to my point is what I'm saying. It's like, um, it's like, uh, because when he shot only in the foot and not killed in, in Spider One, uh, like De Niro goes like, "Hey, take him to the doctor down the street." Take him to the doctor down the street. Fucking break. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And, right. and, then, and then they're walking Spider out, and it's beautiful. Imperioli goes like, "Bones are all shattered." Bones are all shattered. Come on, hey, don't get me upset now. <laughs> <laughs> and like that kills me. Like, it does. like violence yeah. is so abstracted in our sickening. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, contemporary media universe, but that always cuts to me like the vividness of yeah. like being shot in the foot because you know there's tons of little bones in your feet, right? And it's just like he's just looking down and going, "Bones are all shattered," you know, and it's just like <laughs> I don't know if that's improv. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pro- yeah. Probably though, like to your point, 
Um, and then but, just all, the whole exchange kills me. And it's like, take, take him to the doctor. Like the routine of like the ex exhibition of like the routine of it. Like there's some doctor on his off hours has like a little office in his <laughs> yeah. basement. Oh, I'm and sure. He's like, oh, I got another one of these fucking mob guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, they don't go to the hospital with spiders. The fucking, you know? the fucking like, like, like when he says I'm, I'm out of fucking lime, it's like, Jesus, I these know. fucking yeah. serial killers, you know, it's, well, she's like, I'll, I'll dig the fucking hole. What? Where the shovels? Yeah, he's like, he's like, there's a great old joke at the end. You know, the like burying dead bodies shovels. Yeah, it's also exhibiting that thing of like, um, this ain't the first time. This won't be the last time. They're like, you know, like filling up, um, you know, shelters, wines, you know, like, was it root cellars, you know, in someone's house in that area with bodies? Because you know they find those bodies still. So sure, you know they they're excavating houses every now and then in the tri-state area. Yeah, Staten Island. Unidentified crazy. bodies were dug up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I, just real quick, I, I, I just wonder. Just to put a cap on that scene. I just wonder what, at what point in the writing process did they decide to go like heavy into comedy, like heavy into black comedy? Because mm -hmm. they must be having a fucking blast, like shooting this and 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 like just leaning into that. Because that's another part of this like secret ingredient of this movie that really makes it so rewatchable and fun is just the depth of how black and crazy the comedy is. Yeah. It's so great. My it's guess great. is it's informed by Pesci, who out of all these people, oh. Pesci truly was ancillary or, or adjacent, excuse me, to the mob. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is like, he was in New Jersey, he worked oh. nightclubs, he was a singer. And um, he interacted with these guys, and and you know the famous thing, and we're not going to get into it, but like uh, you think you know like you do I lose you? I'm a clown. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, and right. he observed it. That. that is a thing yeah. that happened. And yeah. um, and what what I'm trying to say is, I think he's met a lot of um, wisecracking. Yeah, you know, like uh, guys who like were busting balls constantly. <sighs> And there was probably lots of humor everywhere, and he mm -hmm. was, and, and Pesci himself is a funny guy, and he probably was busting balls, and they probably liked him, and there was probably like ninety percent of exchanges were like jokey, mm -hmm. and so he was probably bringing that because like De Niro's not from that world at all. Like his father was a a, a painter, right, you know, right, like, right, and, right. Martin Scorsese is like a sickly kid who went to movies yeah. all day, like like he yeah he's in Little Italy, but like yeah. Pesci like hung out with these guys, uh, and so that. I think he was bringing a lot. He's so good of lived in experience, and I think that he brought a surprising element where it's like you know that like they're always laughing and making jokes, right? It's yeah, like, is that clear? Like you're talking about the Godfather, like that ain't in the Godfather. No, no, not no. really. Maybe yeah. a little Jimmy Conn, not really. Not really. No. Yeah. yeah, and that's such a huge part too of like what obviously the sopranos would become too right like yeah i'm sure that you'd seeing it form here uh, you know just in terms another just fucking killer yeah. funny fucking scene in this movie and <laughs> we gotta carve out some time for our homeboy johnny roast beef because Dude. johnny roast fucking beef <laughs> is like Artie lang yeah, yeah. totally he does. <laughs> he does like but th that that scene obviously it's very famous but after the yeah. heist and you know yeah after the heist when they're at they're out they're out at the at the bar and he walks in you know and he just bought his he just bought his wife that that pink car but it's 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 an amazing scene because it's that like dejected you know sort of dressing down of like a mafia bonehead that's just right so Who, uh, and the, but then the bonehead is like mumbling when, yeah. when when Jimmy turns his back, like I just kind of wanted to, do it. And he's like, "What? What? You think I'm a fucking idiot? You know, like, yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, trying to like yeah. like wormy, like yeah. like half-assed, 
yeah. like retort, but he's not really doing it. I got, if you're talking about comedy timing, I just rewatched this too. It's like with this in mind, that is pure, brilliant, as great as any comedy timing ever, yeah. where the, the, uh, the, the Cadillac plays out mm-hmm. and then three, two, one, Carbone and his wife wearing a, a, a fur coat comes in and it's just like, Jimmy doesn't say anything. And I, I saw this movie when it came out in a theater and it was big laughs because it was just like, because yep. he's silent for a second. Jimmy's just like, okay, uh, maybe y'all didn't get the memo here, but it's like, uh, <laughs> now we're taking your fur coat off and I'm going to dress you down. You know, it's just, was, right? Is yes. it so good? The timing of it all? You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's classic comedy. comedy. You know? the, the, that could be like in my blue heaven or something, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's <laughs> like, you know, it's 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 crazy. Jimmy Blue Eyes? What's Jimmy Blue Eyes? I don't know. It's Steve right. Martin. Um, it, go ahead. Uh, uh, okay, this is going somewhere. But, you know, for a second when I was watching it, I was like, oh, we should do a segment where we talk about how many Sopranos cast members they jacked or how many Goodfellas jacked cast members they jacked for Sopranos they just get so overwhelming you know it's like oh there's Big Puss and Beansy and you know the owner of the Tiki Bar and uh, Imperioli of course Polly Walnuts is just nonstop. Mm -hmm. and then I start digging into it and there's all these other extras that you don't even remember from Sopranos that are like in the background of Goodfellas it's just like uh, yeah it gets a little absurd, uh, just the amount of well, you know, cast he nicked for it. Well, I'm glad the, for those guys to get to work. It's the same area, um, though, right? It's tri-state area, yeah. and if you're looking at the eight by tens, you know, it's you know, like, you're gonna you're see they're just there. They're just yeah. it's like, oh, and you were on Goodfellas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost more notable the ones that he didn't get. It's like, why right. wasn't Carbone in? Sopranos? Oh, you know, I wish. Guy. Yeah. Uh, or know, why I'm wasn't sure. why wasn't roast beef in a? You know, and uh, Frenchie. I'm sure he was asked, but yeah, Frenchie. Yeah. He I, should have been. Can I bring up another set piece? I was just remembering uh, that again. I saw this one. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to mention, like, well, because Phil, of course, is from Sopranos, is in this, and the scene. And I was kind of leading up to the scene where he gets killed, because there was a very chilling line, improv line from Pesci there. You're talking uh, Billy Bats. After they, Billy Bats. They kill Billy Bats, right? Yeah. And they, and uh, they roll him onto the fucking like uh, uh, what's it tablecloth table cloth, right? Yeah. And it cuts to Pesci for a second, and he's like in this frenzy of having just killed that guy, and he's like it's just chilling. He's like, I, I did want to get blood on your floor. I didn't want to get blood on your floor. Or whatever. Yeah. He's like kind of laughing, yeah. kind of panting, kind of like intensity, and that moment just feels uh, it's so chilling to me. He almost seems like inhuman like he's in another state like he is like a a beast who just killed that guy and he's kind of like you know going mm-hmm. operating on autopilot going i didn't want to get blood on your floor that you know yeah. it's been, that moment too is bookend like there's a weird thematic bookend where that is the bookend because earlier on in the film when henry hill is the young kid one of the the scenes when that guy, that guy, the first time he saw the guy get shot, and he comes in. Oh, he shot me! Yeah, and he comes into the to this place, and and pizza and then the, and then the, and the pizza place, and then the pizza guy goes. You wasted eight fucking aprons on this guy. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. You're you know you're a real <laughs> jerk for wasting eight eight fucking aprons on this eight guy. Eight fucking aprons on that guy. I don't we know what toughen you up. I don't know what the yeah. hell is wrong with you. But then it's like I kind of thought that in that moment it's like they're using the eight fucking tablecloths, you know, on uh, on, right. on Billy Bats, and yeah. there is kind of some that's a great connection early there. Scene. I th- I think okay, so 
uh, I was just remembering, I did see this right when it came out, and um, I'd kind of, I was, you know, it was like 20, and the movie just came out, I wasn't paying any attention, like, I didn't even know about it at all, I wasn't dealing with movies at all for that period of my life, and like, um, I just went to the movies, and I was blown away, but this is what I'm saying, this is when I went, wait a minute, I really love this movie, this is surprising, it's funny, and I could tell the audience was also like really livened up by this scene that came out early in the film, it's so good. This is a great set piece for me. This is like my second favorite thing. Mm. Is I don't know. They all looked beat up and they had bad uh, makeup yeah. and bad skin. <laughs> you know, it's that incredible scene when she is entering the world yes. of the mob wives. Amazing. And they're all chatting and it's like, oh, she he beat the hell out of her. And it's like, did you see like what that guy Quit did Quit picking him, at the you know? sore that, you know, she has that little sore. Quit yeah, picking right, at right. that. Like, yeah. Like moles and yeah. sores <laughs> and, and bad makeup and insane. By the way, more attention to detail. Yeah. Really insane, horrible, cheap. She says it, you know, in the mm -hmm. movie, like polyester and it's like yep. ill-fitting and like it looks like it was like they're knockoffs of like JCPenney kind of brands. <laughs> but it's and it's like this hen house and they're all cackling and it's and and you know, in, in this scene, we're um, she's our surrogate. Like we're dropped into this world that's very extreme and very particular. Love and it. you're not in it, or you're in it. It's like, yeah. it, like it's there's the mob guys in their world, but then there's this insane other world where um, it's kind of like a very modern chic thing. Like there's good <laughs> reality shows like Mob Wives. And yeah, married to the mob. Mm -hmm. It's very snooky. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? But like the, yeah. the, the, the like the trashy females of the tri-state area is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, I'd never seen anything like that in a film. It was so like a depiction of those people, but it was it was yeah. so such the filmmaking. See, Scorsese, what I like about him a lot is he really does know how to have a good time. And that scene is just fucking fun. It didn't have to happen. It doesn't have any particularly great point. It shows that she's entering you know, the world. The loop. Yeah, she's yeah, entering right. this world. But it's yeah. like it could have been played totally differently. It could have been played drier. It could have. But it's just he's reveling in it. That's what I'm mm -hmm, trying to say. He's having, mm -hmm. and, you, and you get to steep in it, and you kind of live vicariously through her well, through this truly insane subculture. That's what I'm trying to say. Here's but, something that's I think really great about that because how many movies have we seen where the Karen type character, you know, the wife, is basically a stick figure. That's just there to be like, you got to be home at this time and, you know, whatever. And it's like she does plenty of that. But, but yeah. she, no, she does. But like she's also given these scenes where we're kind of seeing life through her perspective. Totally. And she has know, her she own is, narration. She, yeah. Yeah. She has her Which own is narration. so rare in a movie to have right. two narrators. I mean, yeah, I love that. The first time I was introduced to all of them at once, it was crazy. But also oh, so she's she female, like like he's saying the wife. Yeah. Has her own yeah. voice, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah, and 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 but but her experience is 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 given some screen time, which right. isn't always the case in these types of movies. No. Um, you know, which I which I, which I do appreciate, and and he does it so beautifully in in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. one, one, sorry for bringing back to Billy Bats, but oh um, <laughs> that in the in in the shine box scene, I just wanted to make sure this was on record. Is that the first time? That we've ever seen a cinematic oh 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 come here i think it is in that moment because that's sure. the first time i've ever seen it in a movie uh it wouldn't surprise me if it was how, the first time how do you spell that is that e-e-o-o -O? how do you it's spell just that? an o with a lot oh. of zero with a lot of zeros that's interesting there you go that's, oh, that's, how I spell but it. that's what he says it. as soon as 
That's the first time I've ever oh. heard. Oh, <laughs> you know, there might be another film. I mean, okay. you know, there could be another precedent. Mention you know. it in the comments, please. If there's a if there's an oh please. that's before this, oh. let us know, please. But any, anyway, so so uh, there's just a, if we wanted to like play around a little bit with like a couple things, like there's an intersection in the film that I really like where the, the Gumar time happens, the girlfriend, yeah, and then you know Rossi, uh, two R Rossi, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whore like living a great... in your apartment building. Yeah. Mr. Superintendent, yes, I want you to know, sir, that you have a whore living in the And she's hitting all of the uh, intercom buttons. Amazing. Mm-mm-mm. And it's like, uh, you got a whore to <laughs> to like the supervisor. And then it cuts to, to Janice Rossi, whatever her name yeah. is. And she's just like got a pillow over her head or something. That's, again, fun, dynamic. Mm-hmm. wild filmic great great, great. Little scene. and can i just nitpick the uh interior design of that for one second <laughs> all day dude the 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 so her apartment the way it's in, it's designed to me okay mm-hmm. reads as not quite because i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the late 70s because because the the montage at the end with the helicopter is 1980 right so I was a little kind of confused at that sort of, you know, Floridian. You well, know, then again, Billy Batts is given a, a date stamp of like 1970, though. No, Billy Batts so is. But I'm, 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 I'm talking about the scene you just mentioned with Janice Rossi. Her apartment is designed to me to look a little kind of ninth, like Scarface era, more so than I think set late 70s. If, if I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna stand on this one. Okay, I think it's probably like 1975. What I meant was like, really. Well, I mean, like bats, and then like uh, jail. They go to jail for a while. Remember? Yep. Yep. You know, and that's like maybe like the mid to late seventies jail. Right. So this is probably early seventies. And if you wanted really gauche uh, apartment styles like that decor, that would be happening in like the mid seventies. It would like Like uh, with that sort of like that all existed then. It was informed as you went into the eighties more because and Mm. they're being very careful about it. There's like certain Mm -hmm. things that aren't happening. Yeah. Like it's a lot of like an, it's like exotica animal prints, vaguely mm-hmm. oriental carpeting. You know, um, that's it's, their it's house. Mid seventies. I think that Henry Hill's My house. My grandma lived in how like uh, yeah in um, apartment complexes that were right. not unlike that actually. Right when I was right. a little kid. Right. So it's same. funny because when you walk into any sort of like vintage furniture store here in Brooklyn, it looks exactly like her apartment, uh, Janice Ross's. <laughs> um, but. Like, Two R Rossi, yeah, yeah it's two R uh, where there's a whore. <laughs> there's a whore. Um, but speaking <laughs> of real quick, the interior design of Henry yeah. Hill and Karen's later apartment that they have with mm-hmm. that amazing beep beep boop boop boop, you know, uh, remote control that opens what that stone grotto, you know, reveal mm-hmm. of the entertainment mm-hmm. center. Fuck, that is. <laughs> Like Playboy Mansion. Well, it's kinda. it's it, they're doing uh, the the Nouvelle Riche, you know, like gauche, like dumb working class people thinking like that's classy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that great yeah. line. This might be improv. Debbie Mazar, when you first meet her, they're they're hanging out in mm-hmm. um, Janice's uh, yeah. bedroom, and she sniffs the perfume and she goes, French. French, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which reads, you know, is like classy, yeah, classy. French perfume, yeah, yeah. It's like amazing. That nails it, very amazing. subtle. Um, what about? I know the scene's talked about a lot. It, it, yeah, be careful. Do, I, and I'm being careful, but I know we wanted to touch on it. We t- we we pregame this one. 
which <laughs> be careful, which is just the scene with Marty's mom, you know, uh, Dude, yeah. all day. Would they go visit, well, you know, Joe Pesci's mom in, in the film, which is played by Marty's right. mom. Uh, it's such an amazing reprieve uh, from an incredibly violent scene. It, it It's in the middle of, it's bookended by two incredibly violent scenes of right. the death of Billy Bats. And it, and it works perfectly. And then with the just, second death of him in the trunk. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The finish right. off. Right, the finish. But it's just the the uh, just the layers yeah. of... More comedy. Dark black, com, pitch black comedy. But it's just... But that's, it, that is that is important because the, the, the black comedy is utilized uh, for the purposes of really showing the compartmentalization that these fucking psychopaths have where they can one minute stab a guy 800 times and then the other minute they can break bread with Ma, you know? Like, but and, Henry Ma, can't. the sauce is so good. It's so bad. My guts, right, Henry you know, like it's like boom. boom. Yeah. They, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, they really use that moment to underscore the difference between Henry because he can't True. talk. He's, yeah. And they're like, and the, and the mom's like, what's wrong with you? You don't talk, Henry. Yeah, right, what's wrong, right, you know? Right, right, right. right. Totally. He's content to be a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That exactly. weird, yeah. like old Italian language, uh, like proverb or whatever. Yeah. No, but well, then there's the great, Dude. Uh, more um, overt um, uh, cinematic flourishes. You know that like um, that read like you're watching a film and takes you in a cool yeah. way out of the story. Yeah, is they zoom uh, from the kitchen uh, to um, out the door to the thumping, thumping of a person right. desperately trying to get out of the of a car who's yards away from like ma and like more sauce. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Sick. And, and just shout out real quick while we're here, just please, please, please shout out to the fucking mom's painting is incredible. Yeah, that one really is my favorite moment. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> one is. One dog it's, goes that way. Yeah. One dog goes this way. One dog goes that way. And then it, it's like, it, so what? I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. One is going east and the other one is going west. So what? Yeah, you guys and then know it, what that is, right? No, and then it cuts to the like, yeah. He comments yeah. on how the guy's face, you know, in the painting, and this guy goes, "What do you want from me?" And this guy's saying, "What do you want from me?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's like looks like somebody, like a friend of ours. It's like, yeah, without the beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. No, but you know what's really strange is um, maybe you guys have seen. Some, I'm not sure, but there's a National Geographic um, article for some reason. And there's a photo essay of this man, whoever he is, and there's a it's a photo wow. of that guy. Like living in Alaska. So or she painted a picture of that. And, and I, well, I don't, yeah. somebody, I'm assuming right. that Scorsese's mom did. In reality, uh, maybe she is, but maybe also it was done by, <laughs> you know, like a, a craftsperson on yeah. set but, or somebody. But it's an actual photo. Like just Google it and there's an, an actual like photo <sighs> that is wow. That's Amazing. cool. It's a cheap painting. What know? about when he's like, uh, quick side note, n- nobody, yeah. everyone talks about his mom being in the movie, but very few few people mentioned that his dad is also in the movie yeah oh yeah that's all about the pork yeah he's in jail and they're making the pork and the The big glasses guy is cooking up the pork right right how about that's where the flavor goes yeah (laughs) how about that that uh there's another moment with joe pesci where he's gonna he's just about to go get made you know he's he's got the Mm -hmm. big collars and he's leaving his mom and then he said, last thing he says to his mom, school with mom yeah (laughs) and the last thing he says to his mom is mom don't paint any more religious don't paint any more religious pictures, please. Be careful. God be with you. Bye, Mom. Pictures, paintings, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, what? totally. I'll paint the most religious paintings. Yeah, I know. Like, I, know, I, know. I know. She's incredible. Hey, I love her in Casino. She's great in Italian, mm-hmm. Italian, uh, Italian oh. American. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, mm-hmm. documentary. Totally. Totally. Yeah. He's in. Uh, yeah, I think she's in Raging Bull. She's great. She's always fun. Just we can't let this hour go by without just quickly touching uh, again another set piece that people do talk about a lot, but there's some great moments within it that don't get discussed as much, which is just the jump into the fire 
And that yeah. too. Oh my God, we're gonna get to your hat. Don't worry. But just the whole jump into the fire. Do it. Uh, you know, Nielsen montage, incredible. Um, but I just want to give a specific shout out to you. Were talking earlier about, you know, whatever the scene calls for is the style we're gonna shoot it in. And there's just this some incredible, full on handheld, doc style shooting in that in that in that whole s- sequence when they're you know cooking dinner and whatnot and and he's leaving and there's these amazing shots of them just in the kitchen and it's fully handheld it feels mm-hmm. like very rugged run and gun almost 16 millimeter dock footage of them in the you know cooking the meal it's incredible i love it uh shout out to kevin corrigan an amazing yeah. cameo he's, i hope he's still stirring it yeah i know i'm stirring somewhere. it yeah, yeah. Stirring it. it's incredible and of course we got to mention lois bird let's do this <laughs> you know uh because that thing to me, you know, when she's, of course, looking at uh, Henry Hill and saying that she can't do, she, she can't travel with the stuff because she's got to get her lucky hat. I got to go home and get my hat. Forget your fucking hat. What are you kidding me? That's got to be something that's taken from real life because that's just too strange that feels- to be. A hundred percent happening. Yeah, that yeah. feels so like you can't make that up. Like, yeah, you can't write that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's so great at it too. And I and I pulled this thing too, real quick. I pulled uh, the actress that played uh, Lois Bird. Um, she uh, here's a little it's really a babysitter. Just kidding. I don't know. Oh God, no. Here's here's a couple sentences she said in an interview about this about her character. She Ooh. said, um, "I wanted to provide some kind of counterpoint to this coke-addled day." I decided that Lois smoked a lot of pot. My feeling about her was that she had a rhythm that was unique to her. She wields such power from uh, this sophomoric or apathetic place over these people who have guns and drugs and cars. I thought she loved that feeling of power. There was something in her that wanted to fuck him up. Not that it was calculated, but at the outer edge of her consciousness, a wedge that this would be kind of uh, something and that he deserves it. You know, so it's mm-hmm. yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's she kind it's of just, uh, snarks yeah. at him when uh, she's handcuffed and passing him in the police station. Yeah, she's kind of like sorry. Yeah, right. Obnoxiously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, you get the idea that she intentionally called from home just to fuck, like to do the opposite of what he wanted. It wasn't like she got she forgot or whatever. She's yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah, you. yeah. I was she's a troubled anyway. child. Yeah. But what I always loved that's another thing. When I first saw the movie, I was like stunned into like. Um, just like how against the grain literally just like what she looked like 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 to see a person who looks literally just like her her, her image yeah. in a film that otherwise like has like oh and like yeah. those weird old collars you know like just <laughs> straight down yeah. you know it's amazing uh, you know with your, your with your tie just the whole the whole world is yeah. so steeped in yeah you know like trashy uh uh you know italiano and then she's coming off like weird like like she's almost like following the dead or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. like she's like a college dorm, mm-hmm. like girlfriend, roommate mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like totally. Like 1989. Like it's, it's so very funny. Not everything else you've seen in the film. So yes. It's just very, um, yeah. uh, it's, it's very, it pops really well. And and also she, her character too, and her stupid hat and just the way she acts and looks and, you know, it's amazing. Um, and there's a little very refreshing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And of know? course uh, yeah. they at least show her in her hat you know, in in an earlier shot when they when they first introduce her as the babysitter, so you do get to see the hat. Yeah, that's in question. That's true. You get to see yeah. it. Yeah, see there's it. a bucket hat. There's a quick shot of her like panning down to her like her plane ticket, and there's a black sensor bar yeah. over it. 
Yeah, and I, I was that. like, well, I never saw it till this time. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? So I looked it up and it was Logo. like, American Airlines yeah. didn't want to be affiliated with drug running. Yeah, makes sense. So, and the logo, and their logo is on the plane tickets. They just did a quick little sensor bar to love cover it. it up. I love that. Amazing. It works that, in the movie because it's all so all over the it place. Does, yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick thing. Three minutes, yo. I know. Three minutes, yo. Real quick thing just about that whole montage. What's amazing is, you know, obviously just the number of music drops in that one montage. Yeah. It's not just one. It's like a million. George Harrison. George Harrison, you know, Rolling and going Stones. back to, you know, yeah, like doing Monkey to, Man, then yep. doing two more songs, then going back to Monkey Man. I know. It's frantic. Like really, cooked up DJ. But here's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Who does the, does anybody know cocaine better than Marty Scorsese? I don't know. I don't think so. And <laughs> this, this scene really feels like you know yeah. you're high on cocaine like he yeah. captures mm-hmm. the essence of cocaine like a, yeah. like a manic cocaine day better than i've ever seen in any other film or tv show Easily. so shout and, out but you're right it's he speaks of what he knows i mean he was a major cokehead for like 15 years or something yeah so, um, like he had a real problem and it derailed yeah. his career and say so got like after hours happening in his life you know yeah yeah <laughs> um Color anything else money. tom Take us home. Oh shit! Oh, uh, uh, looking over my notes. Um, shit. Uh, you know we're doing it. Uh, God, we're really doing all of it. Uh, just the way the gun. Back to the bats killing. Is there's a lot of great quick editing filmmaking where like they're smashing at him and at one point they're hitting his head with a gun on the ground as they're yeah. killing Billy Bats. And there's yeah. this great violent, like a shot that is violent, not a the content but the style of how the gun a bloody gun just shoots across the floor and it's broken up into pieces yeah oh and the sound effect that drops there yeah Yeah, Yeah. like the like the gun just like disintegrates that is cool across the floor that's wild weird choice weird choice Um, i love also just back so go ahead please i i i love to maybe it's a too notable of a scene but i i i i do like that when they pull off the heist, and this is kind of talking to the Godard kind of influence, when they pull off this giant heist, probably the biggest, what would be a turning point in any other gangster movie, is you'd see the fucking heist, but you don't in this movie. You yeah. just see Henry Hill in the shower banging on the tile you know, you wall. You did it, Jimmy! <laughs> yeah, which is amazing because it's all in our imaginations. The whole thing yeah. is, right. and it's like, you know, because they talk about, okay, you know, this guy, you know, is you know Frankie Carbone's going to tie up this guy and that guy. And you never see Johnny that. Beef. It's all just yeah. right here. But in your head, I'm seeing Johnny Rose Beef tying up guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this is something I forgot. I'm going to kill myself if I don't. Yeah. One of the henchmen of Billy Bats, oh, he always, to me, since the moment I saw the film, looked like Vanilla Fudge's like booking agent or something. <laughs> I mean, it's the tri-state area. It's 1970. You're trying to be with it, but you're only really going to be with it by having like a black turtleneck and a blazer and a big medallion I over your it. black turtleneck and like kind of like beetle hair and a sideburns. But it's 1970, so like it looks like weird and dated and not really that with it. It's so Staten Island. It's it's Carmen a piece, right? It's Carmine a piece it, vibe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's yeah. that kind of thing. It's the way. The Tri-State area guys tried to be with it, and it's just my, it's my favorite look ever, you know? And there it is. The, the, the taller henchman of yeah, Billy Bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll cut Shout down. Out. Yeah. I, I loved how Tommy uh, calls him Hendry. Young Tommy and old Tommy both call him Hendry. 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Oh, Get All the right. fuck out of here. Oh, oh, we did it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Now. Take me to jail. Yeah, right. Take me to jail. <laughs> I snuck yeah. one in. Oh, you did. We didn't even talk about any of the jail stuff. Fuck. All right. Well, All right. 
anyway, that is that was so fun. That was fun. One fu- that's like rapid fire one fucking hour on Goodfellas. Yeah, just you know, set piece, set piece, cooked set out piece. one fucking hour. It was, <laughs> you know, it was. it's like can't have it. Like fucking magic bus is playing. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you it know, is. like hitting the brakes. Like <laughs> totally, totally, totally. God damn that fucking hat. Um, but yeah, so um, that was it. That was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed that. So fucking maybe someday. Tell us know. your favorite uh, moments. Oh yeah, yeah. Moments. if favorite there's any moments. really super specific, hyper deep specific, like you see the layer we are go yeah. way down, go go lower, go even. lower, yeah, and and just <laughs> like put, we got put, into fingernails, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever you guys really love about this movie, specific detail, put it in the comments. Uh, and you know who knows? Maybe the one who's got the best one. Whoever's got the best. You know, uh, up to us. We'll pin the comment or whatever. But you definitely comment below. Um, and I don't know. I just want to throw this out there. I know it's a two hours and 40 minute movie. Okay. Maybe we can address this uh, in, in a couple of chunks. But we should do an audio commentary on uh, Goodfellas at some point in time. Uh, yeah. If you're ever down well, you for know, the challenge. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how I feel about these commentaries. Just to be... <laughs> Saw on Front Street, but <laughs> this fun. one is an exception. Yeah, uh, this is an exception. It could be pretty fun. It could be pretty. I'd fun. come out of retirement for this. One. I want yeah. more. <laughs> I, I want great fellas. Yeah, <laughs> great fellas. Great fellas. Okay, so that was it, everybody. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Um, of course, let's talk about next week, guys. Very exciting. Uh, what we're going to do next week? <clears throat> slowly Color approaching. What's a color of money? <laughs> it's all in the way that I you would love. It. I would like to explore that one sometime. Oh God, not for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oh my God, that's a tough one. But anyway, yeah. Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. Next I week. Was just, I was going to say next week we're slowly approaching the what is it centennial of uh, one fucking hour, uh, <laughs> the hundredth episode. Damn which is pretty crazy. Uh, so we're inching closer and closer to there. Next week, of course, will be episode 98. And uh, we have been, we, we, we made a promise to the to our good audience um, last year after back when we were doing those, you know, what was it, 67 to 82 polls when we were doing that right. run. Uh, for some fucking reason, Robert Altman lost every single time he was in the poll. He was, which, <laughs> he was in the running. Like every year, almost yeah. always, yeah, always, yeah, and never won, never won. So we said that we'll have some justice for that, and we will start covering some Robert Altman films. So we're gonna hit it with a big one next week. Uh, probably my favorite of his of his work. Uh, I I, I sure. would say. Um, so we're gonna start with a banger, and of course that is three women. So next week we're gonna do Robert Altman's three women. Big deal. That's a big Damn, deal, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, tall order, tall order. We're going to get special. into it. Very <laughs> exciting that we're finally getting into that. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be pretty stoked on that. So look out for that. And uh, of course, also look out for the One Fucking Hour Patreon, patreon.com slash one fucking hour is where you can sign up. And uh, maybe someday we'll have uh, the Goodfellas commentary up there or who knows what. Uh, so get up there, uh, five bucks a month, or you can scroll underneath the video if you want all your bonus stuff on YouTube and click the join button and become a moment of the channel for five bucks. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate your support. Thank you, everybody. But of course, um, uh, I got to find. Oh, yeah. We can't leave you without ya. Moment. Oh. <laughs> Janice <Zen>. Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, everybody. Uh, okay. All right. Have a great rest of your, rest of your week. 
And we will uh, get to you next week, everybody, for 98. God, we are really fucking coked up for this episode. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take <laughs> good, care. Good stuff. Talk to you bye, soon. Bye. All right, take care. Bye. bye. Come on. Loopy nerd. We buried. He's probably stinking up the whole parking forest by now. Hey, watch your mother, father, mouth. Don't you tell me what to do, you little piece of shoe. Hey, kiss my aunt, you mother, father. Sorry, what? The both of you uh, can grab one on my book, you mother, father, Chinese dentist. You! Why'd you have to go do that? Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. That was wicked, man.